Welcome, everyone, to the Grit, Give, Recognize, Implement Time podcast, the path to empowerment and overcoming negativity. I'm your host, Stephen Nathanson, CEO and founder of Strive for More. It's a world-class coaching agency, and I can't wait for what we have in store for you today. So let's go ahead and dig in. Welcome back, everybody, to the Grit, Give, Recognize, Implement Time podcast. I'm your host, Steve Nathanson, and I'm here with a very good friend of mine, a very kindred spirit, and my own personal coach, Carrie McCoy. So Carrie, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for for doing this with me. Um, Such a pleasure to have you on here, and I'd love for you to introduce yourself to, to our listeners, if you don't mind. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Steve, for having me on here. I've been really proud of what you've set up. And like you said, we're kindred spirits and just how we how we look at things, our mindsets. And so I'm excited to be a part of uh, your podcast and a part of what you're doing. But uh, like he said, I'm uh, Coach Carrie McCoy. I am the founder and owner of Just Try. I've been uh, running my own coaching company for the last 15 years. And I'm also the founder of Kona Kids, a nonprofit organization um, that works with uh, kids living on the Big Island. In addition, I've raced uh, professionally as a triathlete for a couple of years, and I'm working on establishing that again. Yeah, it's, and it's a really just amazing background and story that that Carrie has. And speaking of Kona Kids, there's a story I wanted to share with that because today we want to talk about mindset, right? Mindset that we see in folks and how we help them overcome it. And I want to share a personal story I don't think the listeners have heard yet, but one of my big goals for 2020 was to put on a in-person race. And of course, everything that's happened with 2020, that completely <laughs> went by the wayside. But I was thinking about something I say quite often, which is if we never ask, we'll never know. If we never try, we never will be the movement in your life. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm very big on being able to lead my clients in the way that, that I live and, and lead by example. Yeah. And to that point, Carrie and I were talking one day and I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, there may be a great way here to actually really help kind of benefit what she does with, with Kona kids. She loves racing. Why not throw it out there? <laughs> Let's just see. Right. Cause if I don't know, yeah. the answer is definitely no. So yeah. on the phone one day I said, yeah, Hey Carrie, would you have any interested in doing a virtual race <laughs> to raise money for Kona kids? And uh, thankfully the answer was, was yes. And we, heck yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. We had a great time working together. We had a great yeah. time putting on this race. We raised money for her organization. And I, and I share that because I could have very easily, I think, let that go by the wayside and not met that that goal of mine. Yeah. And I could have easily let all the negativity with today going, oh, you know, it's never going to happen. It's not even worth pursuing it. But flipping that mindset, really embodying, I think, a lot of things that I teach, I just, I went for it. I asked because yeah. I, if I didn't, I would never know. Yeah. Oh, and it was such a blessing for us too, you know, by, uh, for me, you know, I, I listed the three things that I do. I run three jobs. And yeah. so to have someone else with your energy, with your passion come along and say, hey, do you want to do this? It, it was an idea that I had actually had. I just hadn't shared. And I didn't have the bandwidth or the time to pull it together, to have someone else come alongside to our, you know, to ask that question. I think half the time it just takes the courage to just ask. I mean, the worst yeah. thing I could have said was, no, we're not going to do it. Right. Um, yeah. And it was it was incredible. It was, it, it was a blessing on all ends. It helped raise awareness and funds for our 
for our foundation. And I truly believe it's, you know, the first year of that race where we've got many years to come now. Yeah. We're going to look back in 20 years and go, wow, remember that time we started in 2020? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when everything was closed. So we launched a race. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's going to be great. It's going to be really great to see where that, that goes. Yeah. And, and at the heart of it, I think it gets to some of the things that you and I both do with the people that we work with, which is really dig into the mentality and what yeah. often comes first right before the actual action. And that's what maybe I'm curious about. What do you find are some of the maybe the most common things that you work with on the mental side with your your athletes or even your your kids? You know, I think I was thinking about this and I, I think one of the most common things is perspective. Mm. And, uh, and we had talked about that in our end of season stuff with our team, but really keeping things in perspective and 2020 has been perfect, you know, test of that. And when it comes to keeping it in perspective, what I tell my kids, when I tell my athletes is what are you grateful for? Because one thing I've never found is I've never seen or met an unhappy, grateful person. Because if we're taking into account what we're grateful for, even if it's as simple as, or as monumental as the roof above our heads, you know, I am constantly reminded in the foundation and the kids that I work with, because I work with kids that are living in low income and transitional housing, just how grateful I am that my refrigerator is full, how grateful I am that my parents were able to give me all the things they were able to give me as a child that I totally took for granted. And, you know, and reminding, you know, reminding my athletes of that, reminding my kids of that. And it's amazing when I work with some kids that I feel have uh, material wise so little, and yet they're the ones that are so grateful. Oh, coach, I'm so grateful for my family. I'm so grateful for my friends. I'm grateful that for the people that have donated so that we can go out to eat together and, and, and you can buy our school supplies. You know, as an athlete, it comes to being grateful for the gifts that we have to to do this you know we we get to spend an iron man's 850 dollars, right so we yeah. get to spend that kind of money to be able to race but we can it's it's not a matter of do i stock my fridge or do i race it's just this is what i get to do it's a gift to swim the bike to run and keeping that in perspective really helps us move forward in any direction you know towards our goals that we're reaching well, you know, what I really like about that, too, is that when we talk about what I'm grateful for, it automatically puts us in a mindset that allows us to to give thanks. It allows us yeah. to be positive yeah. and to yeah. be happy, right, which has such a good physiological effect on our bodies yeah. and keep us in the right mindset of what we're focused on. We're going to have a little visitor here for those who are watching this, this video. Um, <laughs> Dude just couldn't help but uh, come up and say hello. He's a big yeah. fan of coach as well. Um, <laughs> and he's also very good at looking at, at the positives. And, and to that point, right, is we can very much focus on the problems, the issues yeah. uh, at hand, what's plaguing us. And that literally yeah. will bring us down because it activates the sympathetic nervous system, which can yeah. have detrimental or negative effects on us versus when we think about what we're grateful for. It can activate that parasympathetic, excuse me, parasympathetic nervous system <laughs> that does make us happy. Very similar to yeah. exercise, right? It releases endorphins, yeah. makes us happier. So I love that you brought that out. And I want to ask actually about perspective. We've talked about fearless belief, you and I, mm -hmm. and we put that on the back of our Kona Kids 5K race shirt. So I'm curious, 
how does that maybe tie into perspective or does it stand alone and, and for something different for you? I think, you know, it all ties in together. Um, I don't remember what movie it was. It's some movie that came out about 10 years ago and on the back of his arrest or as a boxing movie and on the back of this guy's uh, jersey said simply believe. And honestly, that started the whole concept of with my athletes, you know, 10 years ago on Just Try, it was simply believe towards your goals. You know, the person who needs to believe the most is you. It is amazing to be surrounded by people who are supportive, but if you don't believe in yourself, mm. then it's never going to happen. And so changing, you know, it's a part of that perspective. Not only am I grateful for what I, what I get to do and what I have, it's I have to believe in, in the goals that I've set. And then the next season, because each, each season, I like to have a theme. So the next season, I change it to fearless believe because we want to fearlessly believe in, in what we've set our minds to. And, you know, a lot of times fear is what holds us back. And so getting athletes to look beyond that, to say no matter what the obstacles are, no matter if we don't feel like we have the tools, if we keep fighting for what we believe in, we will gain the tools. Instead of trying to plan the whole thing, just looking and knowing if I just fearlessly believe no matter what, this is going to happen. You've heard me say it to you. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. If we're willing to put in the work, it's not if I attain the goal, it's the when. And, and that's important because the when doesn't always look like when we want it to look like. Mm -hmm. But knowing that I'm fearlessly fighting for what I believe in, nothing can stand in my way. No mountain is too tall, you know, no mountain is too steep. And that's where that fearless belief comes in. It, it's incredibly important for our kids. You know, they, they are surrounded by so many obstacles, especially right now with COVID yeah. and, yep. and everything that's happening for them that's completely out of their control. So helping them learn what it is like to set a goal. And even though to them college seems monumental, helping them know that the, what the grades they get in fifth grade or sixth grade or seventh grade and eighth grade sets the tone for high school, sets the tone for going to post-secondary school to, to be the first one in their family to go to college, you know, to be one of few that finish high school and helping them fearlessly believe that there's just so much more. And even though their goals seem so high, so hard to keep fighting for it, and I, you know, I tell my kids that, I tell my athletes that, I tell, they tell you that, Steve. Yep. Um, but I also lived that. I know that my goals that I've set are really hard. And on the day-to-day, -day, sometimes it seems like it's Mount Everest and I'm climbing it with a walking stick. But in all reality, I'm going to keep fighting for what I believe in. And then I know I'll attain it. There's no doubt. Yeah, you know, there's a couple things I think I hear in there as, as keys is number one is is having a, a goal or something to fight for, something mm -hmm. to believe in and to, to push me, but also to recognize that it's not built in one day. There are small achievable steps I can take, right, along that journey yeah. towards yeah. this overall arching goal that are much smaller, much more manageable yeah. and achievable, building my confidence in it, creating yeah. these small wins, right, that create that momentum to help us get yeah. to where we want to go. And also, I think giving ourselves permission that it is a journey and it does take time. And guess what? That's okay. Yeah. Because I am capable. I am not constrained by 
this this ceiling, right? I'm capable yeah. of busting through that glass ceiling, right? If you want to talk about it in a different light, but those are some of the key things I think I hear in that for the people that you work with. I would agree. And, and like we talked about, we set this whole concept of perspective. So yeah. perspective is acknowledging those wins. Mm. You know, if I focus this on you, you've got some big goals that we've set. Yep. And this, you know, a month and a half ago, we earned a PR in a marathon, you know, and I told you, let's take, I really want you to take this in. You did it. Was that the A goal of the next five years? No, but it was a stepping stone to get where we want to go. And and so not just being grateful for what we have, but acknowledging where we go, because it is a journey. Hard mm. goals, you have to be relentless for. And hard goals, you have to fight fearlessly for, and they don't come tomorrow. And that's what separates so many people from attaining hard things, is that not everyone is willing to fight for them. Mm. So keeping it in perspective when you're fighting for something, the little wins, oh my gosh, I got better, I got faster, you know, I attained this A, I passed this class, you know, really, I got this promotion, I'm on my way. And that, that puts it in perspective and that fuels the fire to keep fighting. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting you bring that up because I want to maybe talk about the, the opposite of that. And we actually, we talked earlier today and, and we were touching upon this earlier and I was thinking after we got off that phone call that, you know, now this year, maybe more than years in past, I definitely think I'm starting to feel my, my age. And what I, what I mean by that, right, is You're still young. <laughs> I, well, I know, right. I, but to put it in perspective, like, let's just round the nearest decades, right. I'm a heck of a lot closer to 40 than I am when I was 20. Right. And, and, and when we're 20 or we're that young, we can go out, we recover fast. It's yeah. a different game um, with your, with your bodies. And mm -hmm. the important thing maybe to hear too, is along this journey and this perspective, it's great to celebrate the accomplishments, the wins, but a lot of times I find what really gets people is not maybe giving ourselves permission for the other things that are naturally part of that journey where maybe I missed the mark or I didn't push hard enough. And a great illustration I think of that is literally yesterday in my training is I've come to recognize, I think for me, when there's certain things my body does, it's a good indication that the thing I need the most now is that rest and that recovery, which are vitally important, especially as we continue to, to get older oh, yeah. and giving ourselves the permission to do that. I would have yeah. loved to have done my, my workout yesterday, but I know going into that, the way that my body felt, I probably would have self-destructed about 20 something minutes into the, my bike ride. Yeah. And I would have been down on myself. I would have been upset. Um, my dogs would have been like, dad, what's going on? <laughs> why are you, why are you so, yeah. you know, just why has your nose been out of joint? Yeah. Knowing that and knowing the journey that I've gone through, I gave myself that permission that, you know what? it is okay that my body's telling me I need to rest and take a nap and sleep. And sure enough, I slept for two and a half hours straight. And then another good indication, but being okay with that. And that's what I want to highlight is I think that's part of this journey and this perspective as well, that it's okay for this journey to naturally say, go two steps forward and one step back. And it's yeah. part of these ups, these downs, or these peaks in these valleys. It's all part of how we get to where we want to go. Oh, I think that you're absolutely right. But I think that there's something to acknowledge there that, you know, you mentioned taking two steps forward and one step back. 
but in a training perspective. So for all of those not training, I apologize for this part, but for a training perspective, what you did yesterday by listening to your body, by listening to how it's responding, because as we've talked about, the older you get, you can still get fast. You just have to train smarter. Right. You have to be a smarter athlete than you were when you were 20. And you know, I was talking with another athlete the other day about potentially them looking at um, being professional and racing professionally and them asking what was the difference. And I said, for me, what I learned, the biggest difference is the pros know how to rest. They not mm. only eat really well, but they know how to rest. And when I was at pro camp and, and interviewing some of them, one of the takeaways I took was they were like, yeah, I sleep for 10 hours a day. I thought that was that's what makes you weak. Like weak people sleep for 10 hours a day. Right. Now I sleep for nine to 10 hours a day. Like I, I get it. And when I did that, I got faster. So it wasn't taking a step back by resting. Actually the resting was what helped me take a step forward. And that's what I want athletes to take away from this part of what you were talking about. Because for me and, and lots of athletes or lots of people with goals, we are, we're our best when we can fight fearlessly for them when it's game on, when you have to show up, when you have to fight the battle, when you have to train really hard. There's something about that that some people like myself feed off of. We love it. But then when it comes to resting, it comes to foam rolling, taking care of your body, body maintenance, making sure you're eating really well, making sure you're not going out super late, you know, and, and resting doesn't mean running all the errands that day. Resting doesn't mean home improvement projects. Resting literally means resting. Um, that doesn't seem exciting. That's not even Instagram worthy, you know? And so we don't even like to post it. We don't want to talk about it. We in our culture feel like it's lazy, but it's actually a part of that fearlessly fighting. You yep. have to train smart. You have to be smart and you have to do what isn't always culturally seems great and, and non-Instagram Facebook worthy since we're all into posting everything. You know, it's, it's really willing to do the hard stuff. And sometimes the hard stuff could be listening, could be resting, mm -hmm. whatever that looks like in our job and our relationships towards our goals. Yeah. And here's just how similarly minded I think the two of us really are, because when you talk about <laughs> you that say you're old though, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just said I'm getting, I can feel I'm getting older. <laughs> Twisting my word. Oh man. Um, no, but to that, to the point that you're bringing out and to this topic of perspective, the beautiful thing you've just done is you've highlighted a key shift in perspective because we do typically characterize things. Oh, I was taking two steps forward, maybe one step back. But depending on that mindset, like you've just beautifully illustrated is it's not necessarily always one step back. And it's depending on how we look at it. Cause I don't yeah. look at yesterday as a step back. No, These things that maybe we're typically told, right. That are, or things that we didn't hit. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't hit that PR. I didn't race the way that I, yeah. I wanted to. We can view that as something that's holding us back. Or like you've just brought out is we can view that as a learning opportunity. Something that mm -hmm. is truly going mm -hmm. to get us to where we go. And reality is something that actually is continuing us forward and making mm -hmm. that progress. It's all a matter of perspective and how we look at it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when, uh, when you guys have races that don't go as well, I mean, our marathon went fantastic, yeah. you know, a month and a half ago, I told you it was a perfect race. Write that down because you learn from it, but you learn more from the races that don't go perfectly. Yeah. 
And very rarely are there ever any perfect races, especially in Ironman and in racing. Um, and the takeaways from there and your ability to come back from something, because even in a race, when you've set yourself up to have the most perfect day, something is going to go wrong. And your ability to keep it in perspective, to keep fighting fearlessly and being relentless towards that finish line may end up in the best race you've ever done. And, and our ability to kind of keep things in perspective on days that don't go as well. Not every training session is ever going to look great. Not every day at the job is ever going to look great. Not every moment in relationship is ever going to look great. Right. But keeping things in perspective, what is our goal and what is my takeaway? What can I learn from this to create that tool that I needed to climb a little bit further, a little bit higher? Yeah, I, I want to dig into that a little bit because and maybe this is just me, the way that my, my brain works, and we're going to get a little insight here. But I think about this a lot of times, just because it's a very political year, right? We had an election in, in 2020. I'm going to kind of relate it to that. Let's say I was running for office and, and uh, you know, I'm talking about maybe my platform or people accuse me of this or that. I've always wondered, how would I respond to the question about, say, striving for perfection? Or, you know, have you made errors and mistakes? And the way that I would answer that truth, truthfully is to be truthful. Yeah, I'm not perfect. I have made mistakes, nor do I actually strive for perfection. I strive to be the best that I can. I strive for excellence, but I don't strive for perfection because to your point, when things don't go the way that we want them to, when experiences are not maybe the best ones that we've had, um, things maybe we regret or we would like to have done differently, they are often the things that teach us the most and they make us who we are. And it is again, kind of that matter of perspective of how we look at these experiences we have in life. There's certain things that I would have done differently or maybe I regret and yeah. would like to redo, but I value what I've learned from them because they yeah. do make me who I am. They make yeah. me better, stronger, faster. And, and that's why I wanted to kind of dig into that because I think that's a wonderful point that it's okay to be who we are. I always say this, giving ourselves permission to be human. We have both sides and that's yeah. okay. I think that, you know, I guess in my mind, my perspective on that is that, yeah, I, none of us are perfect. And when yeah. you strive for per perfection, you're never going to achieve it. And I really like reaching towards goals that are achievable. And that's mm, a part yeah. of that smart, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic time-based, right? Yep. Smart goals. So perfection is never something that I'm going to achieve. And, but I, I know what some of my strengths are. I know what some of my weaknesses are. And I'm never, my weaknesses will never be perfect. It will never be my strengths. But being aware of those and wanting to make those stronger and not just looking in the mirror and saying, well, that's just how I am. You know, I'm not the best swimmer, so I'm not really gonna work on it. That means I'm not going to achieve the goals I have in triathlon. You know, I'm a, you know, in, in personality, you know, I'm, I'm an outgoing person, but you know, I struggle with being organized while well, I'm just not gonna work on that. Well, you can't not work on that when you run three companies. So even though organization right. is not my strong point, it's something that I, I'm aware of and being willing to constantly work on, you know, from relationships to as an athlete to as a business to as a coach. Um, my personality is, you know, my personality is encouraged one way, but I work with athletes. I have 50 athletes a season and 
they're all motivated by different things. And it's my job to be able to get to know every single athlete and learn how do I motivate that person specifically, not just out of my lens, not how I'm motivated, not how Steve is motivated, but how is, how is Kelly motivated? You know, how's John motivated? How can I get the most out of them to get the potential that I see? Mm. And so I never want to be someone that says, well, this is just how I am. So accept me. I want to be someone that says, this is who I am, but I constantly want to be working towards improvement. So like you said, I can be the best athlete I can be. I can be the best version of me as a coach, as a business owner, as a you know, in a relationship, as a daughter, as a sister right. that I can be. What are some, I mean, there's been a lot that we've, we've talked about and a lot of great points and, <laughs> and, and maybe a kind of a good question to ask about is within all of these, what are some steps do you think people can take to really help honing in on kind of their perspective, setting their goals, right? Being their best selves, kind of dealer's choice maybe on, on where you want to take Ooh. this next. <laughs> so uh, I will say that something that I, I have you guys do at camp, which you'll experience at camp this year, Memorial Day weekend, um, is that I have the athletes for every day for four days that you guys are there is write down five things that you're grateful for. Mm. I have never met in the 15 years of coaching someone who shouldn't do this. And the ones who are looking already and going or listening to this and going, Ugh, I don't, that's just a waste of my time. Uh, you're normally the ones who need it the most and I love you, but it's true. <laughs> so <laughs> it's being willing to write it down, being willing to put it in front of you, mm -hmm. puts it in perspective. What I think is important when it comes to setting goals is one, keep it in perspective, write things down that you're grateful for, for a week, write five things down. It changes people's mindsets especially going through hard times. But then also a part of that is you're taking ownership. You're acknowledging what you're grateful for. And then a part of setting a goal is taking ownership of the role that you play. Look in the mirror. You're the person who gets to control that. So then set a goal. I do think that it's incredibly important to set goals. I work with all my athletes and my Kona kids on setting goals. It's also something that I'm wired to do. It's, it's what I do. But if you don't have a goal, you don't go anywhere. So even if you're listening to this and you're going, well, I really want to be an athlete. I, but I, you know, I'm a business owner. Well, then what's your goal within your business? Mm -hmm. Or look at your relationships. What's your goal within your friendships, within your marriage, within, you know, your dating relationship? What are the goals there? And, and write those goals down and then come up with, Come up with points of how you can reach them. Yeah. You know, I, I want to spend more time with this person. I'm going to call this person once a week. I'm going to commit to that. I really want to know more what's going on in their lives and be a better friend and be more involved. So I'm going to, here's my stepping point. As an athlete, I'm going to commit to four foam rolling sessions a week of 10. You know, this is how I'm going to get there. So not only set a goal, but set steps of how to get there. And then what I think is also important is that this is, you know, like we talked about being grateful, but this is something you get to do. So if you're an athlete, you get to do that workout. That's what I remind myself. Steve, you asked me how my swim went. I was like, well, I had one. I have another swim later. I also have a run workout. I get to do. It's very easy sometimes to be like, oh my gosh, coach, 
And yet at the same time, I always think this is something I get to do. I get to go running later. I get to do two swims in a day. Right. I hope my coach is watching this. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's keeping things in that perspective, being grateful. This is what yeah. you get to do. You get to be in a relationship. You get to have these friendships. I'm grateful for them. I get to do these workouts and then set those goals and then come up with stepping stones so that you can achieve them, you know, and that you get to see, uh, you get to see your improvement and keep yourself accountable and then put it where you can see it. Yeah. Sometimes I tell you guys to put them by the mirrors, put them in your car. What are you going after? And what's, what's important? What do you need to keep in mind? And then the last but not least, every day is a new day. Every week's a new week. Every month's a new, a new month. It's a new opportunity. So even if you're focusing on nutrition and diet and those things, and you're like, I did not own that. <laughs> you know, my favorite football team lost and I just felt horrible. <laughs> so right. the point is tomorrow's a new day and yeah. really looking at every day as a new opportunity to embrace and to make that change to, to work towards those goals. Yeah. And there's a lot of great, great, content that you just put out there and a lot of it ties back into things that we've we've talked about and kind of connecting as themes and at the heart of it goals are definitively one of the typical five buckets that motivation can fall into for us as, as human beings yeah. goals is definitely there for a lot of us and there's a lot of great things you brought out too of how do we actually do that we've talked about smart goals specific measurable attainable relevant time bound right some some similarities in different words there. Yeah. Same concept, right? It's, it's got to be specific. Oh, yeah. You've got to make it measurable so I can mm -hmm. see how I'm doing and really get yeah. feedback on that progress. It's got to be attainable, meaning, right, if I say right now, I don't know, can bench 100 pounds, I can't just set that goal to, I'm going to bench 500 pounds. It's got to be yeah. something I can actually attainable, right? It helps yeah. us reach that. Relevant. Is this actually relevant to me as a person and what I want to achieve as a whole? And then yes, time bound helps me put some constraints on it again. So it's not just open-ended yeah. and I can, I, and I can achieve it. And you've even brought out, well, how do I do that? I do it step by step. And I'll say this, when something is still attainable or relevant and realistic for us, we may need to start out a little bit slower. So if I say don't foam roll at all, let's just say, right. And then maybe we <laughs> want to do it four or five times a week. Maybe I need to interject that a little bit more slowly, perhaps they really build that habit and the mentality to, to do it. So it's okay with our goals to start, okay, once this week is achievable, yeah. then twice, then three yeah. times, then yeah. four times, right? Small achievable steps that help us get to where we want to go. Yeah. And, and I love the fact that you talked about writing it down. And why I say that is our brains are incredible and there's a lot of information that's there and we may need think inherently, oh, I know what my goals are, but unless I mm -hmm. speak them or write them down, they may still remain, let's say a little bit foggy. But when I actually do speak or write, my brain is forced to make sense of all that information, create clarity around it, and then understand those goals more distinctly. And they may turn out a little bit more differently than we thought they would, <laughs> yeah. right? By getting it out. Yeah. And then I want to also mention you talked about the visibility factor. Yeah. I'm a huge, huge proponent of seeing things, yeah. whether it's motivation, whether it's inspiration, whether it's our goals, constantly seeing it keeps it at the forefront of our minds, yeah. reminds yeah. us of it, and then does yeah. inherently drive us to it. So yeah. just 
you know, thank you for allowing me to maybe kind of <laughs> recap what you said, but there's so you're much welcome. great content in there. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're welcome. See, it's fine. But those are, I think, are really some of the things that we've hit on multiple times today that the folks who are listening or watching this can actually implement in their own lives to start gaining clarity and awareness around their goals and then how to chunk it up in a way that is truly achievable and helps them, you know, climb up that mountain. I think talking about them, you know, we talked about writing them down, but there's accountability. If you're putting them where other people, you're putting them at your desk computer, people are going to see those and there's accountability and, and then giving you the chance to talk about it, but have confidence in that goal, you know, know that you're going to not always achieve it every day and, or, or every day won't be a step towards that goal, but having confidence, you know, I, I'm going to, you know, I had a goal to get my pro card and I achieved it and I raced professionally for three years. And then, you know, I want to recertify that card. And that's a goal I have. And I'm not afraid to talk about it. I'm not afraid for other people to know it. There's accountability with that. Yeah. Um, and there's always that fear of, well, what if you say a goal and, and people watch you fail and not reach it? My thoughts are that, you know, we don't, we don't live in fear and I'm not afraid to fail. And for those that are afraid to fail, they never see their potential because mm. you're not willing to stretch those limits. By me saying I want to reattain my, my pro card again, I'm putting in the work. You know, I'm surrounded by athletes that are all watching that happen. You all can track me on race day. You know, there's the accountability across the board. But when it comes down to it, this is my journey and I'm going to own it. And if I change that goal, it's my journey and it's my goal to change. Yeah. But having other people be a part of that, it also is an opportunity. It's a footprint that we can leave because if we're parents, your kids are watching and they see mom and dad put those goals up and they see mom and dad change. And, and I remember as a kid, my parents told me lots of things, but the things that, that left the greatest footprint on my life is watching them do it. And it was their actions that spoke so much greater than words. Yeah. And so I see that with my kids in my Kona kids, you know, I've got 150 plus kids in the program and they're all on Instagram. So they all watch what I do and, and post and all those things. And it's, it's staying accountable to them because they're watching. Yeah. And so are my athletes are watching. And that's, it's an opportunity when we set goals and we fearlessly and relentlessly fight for them to to leave a footprint, to leave an impact on those around us, because believe it or not, those guys are actually on the journey as well. Yeah. And it, it makes it real for a lot of us, right? When we make those goals known to people, yeah. to your point about the accountability, real. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And, and it's one of the things that I truly value about offloading my, my workouts and my training programs to you, because it gives me that extra accountability right? It helps me reach those goals. And I certainly do things per our plan that I didn't do before, yeah. right? And it's a big reason why I wanted Carrie to be my coach amongst a lot of other reasons of, of why I'm choosing her specifically, but it's because I know she will drive me to get better by doing the things that I do need to do that I would maybe naturally kind of put to the side because I don't enjoy doing them. And that's, and that's okay. I will willingly do it per our plan, right. To get stronger at the things I need to get stronger at to achieve our goals. So it makes it very real and accountability is huge. Mm -hmm. And one thing maybe I'll say to some of the points we're, we're making about kind of the belief and the perspective is 
I think one of the greatest gifts we can give as a human being is when someone doesn't believe in themselves is to believe in them for them. Mm -hmm. Because I think that inherently helps us believe in ourselves by having people around us that constantly lift us up and build us up and help us see what we are worth and what we yeah. can achieve. I agree with that 100%, 100%. And I think what's interesting is that unfortunately you find more people who will find, who will tell you how, how hard your goal is um, and not always know how to support someone. But like you said, the power of telling someone, you know, I believe in you and you got this and it, uh, it changes everything. I heard a great podcast one time talking about youth and you know, for kids that feel as though they have no one who believes in them, their quote unquote success rate was, was a lot lower to rise above, to get out of where they're at. But if a child feels that one person believes in them and that doesn't have to be mom and dad, it could be the coach, it could be the teacher, it could be the neighbor, then it, it changed 90%, you know, their ability to rise above, to reach these goals. And it's like that as an adult too. So I would rather be the person that helps someone achieve than let someone know how hard it is. You know, the person setting the goal, they don't need to be told how hard a goal is. They've set it, you know, they've set it and it's a challenge for them. So you don't need to tell them how tough that's going to be to lose that weight or how tough it's going to be to, to do an iron man or reach that position at work or make this relationship work. They know that. But being the person that says, all right, so what are your steps? How are you achieving that? How can I encourage you? How can I keep you accountable? How can I cheer you on? That is not only going to leave an impact on them and help them achieve their goal, which is something I love, why I love to go to your guys' races, because I get to see my athletes and all their hard work pay off. You cross a finish line and the goals that we hit have been worked towards for the last years or you know, year itself. And it's incredible, but you get to be a part of that. It also leaves a footprint on you because believing in someone else helps you also believe in yourself. And we have that choice. And, and that's one thing maybe we haven't talked about ex explicitly, ex excuse me, explicitly here today. <laughs> Stumbling over my words, this coach making me nervous. It's gotta be on my A game for her. Um, but that's one thing we haven't brought out yet is we do have that choice and we always can make that choice, right? We can either let what doesn't help us kind of consume us and, and take us to where we don't want to go, or we can embrace what is going to help us, what is going to help others and make that choice. We have that with exactly what you're talking about. And maybe real briefly, just kind of revisiting, let's say single leg work, right? It's, it's definitely something I did not do. I had that choice to do it or to not do it. Yeah. And I chose, I chose not to do it. And it's not helpful for me. But what I did choose was, you know what, I need help in this arena, I need help making myself actually accountable to doing what I need to do to better some of the things that I want to better to get me to levels that I yeah. want to get to uh, yeah. athletically. So I recognized not only I think what I needed to do that, but what was the right choice for me to make that happen? It wasn't me putting my plans together, me saying, oh, I'm going to do this. Yeah. It was getting help and yeah. being okay with asking for that help as well. And that choice is something that we always have, that yeah. we can ask others for this help to reach those goals. And it's okay to do that. Well, I think that that's, there's, there's power in community. There's yeah. huge power in community. 
And community doesn't always have to be just family. Sometimes it's family by choice and sometimes it is family. Right. Um, but you also, there's humbleness in asking for that kind of support. But it's also, you were calculated in who you asked. You know, mm -hmm. you didn't just ask your neighbor to support you. You knew who I was. You and I have had many conversations about coaching, yeah. about your training, about your races, just as friends. And so you had done your research. And so who you chose to be your coach, who you chose to give your goals to, and, and who you chose to open up and be vulnerable with of who to believe in you was very calculated. And I think there's something to be said for that. You know, I can go to the neighbor down the street and tell them what my goals are. And they probably don't know that an Ironman is, is three sports that you do all in one day without stopping. Um, it's a very common thing. Right. So, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I've learned over the years to be really calculated to mm. who I am vulnerable with and who gets to believe and who I'm going to listen to, who gets to believe in me. And now I'm surrounded by those that can speak into my life that way. Yeah. But not, you know, we, in our culture, especially Instagram, Facebook, all the things we like to get all the likes, you know, I want all the likes, here's my goal, I want all the likes. And, and yet there's, when you set hard goals or just goals in general, that you're not going to get all the likes. Not yeah. everyone can, not everyone's going to think it's attainable because most of the time they're not shooting for goals themselves. They're not believing in themselves and trying to reach potential in their own lives. So they're really not going to see it in yours. And so being kind of, it helps for me, at least it helped build a backbone of just, it doesn't matter what other people think. The most person, the person that has to believe the most, we talked about this in the beginning is myself. Keep it right. in perspective. I have to believe in my goals. Steve, you have to believe in your goals. And then like looking and being and and being calculated as to who I share that vulnerability with who more so who I share that journey with mm. that's really what it is who yeah. who do I share that journey with that we can go towards those goals together and that's important so I I have I think community is amazing I think you've got to be smart with it yeah and that my friends, I think is a whole nother episode actually to get into at one point is right. Honestly, who do we have in our life? How do we select the right people to be in our life and surround ourselves with the people who are truly going to help us be successful? There really is a lot to dive into that and, and actually understand how do we go about that? How do we overcome the toxic non-serving relationships in, in our lives as well? Yeah. yeah. So let me maybe bring it back to today and actually ask with everything that we've kind of brought out and if even if uh, something completely different that we haven't touched upon, what's maybe one or two things you would want to leave folks with from, from today? Oh, make me summarize. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would say, in all seriousness, I would say I would love people to take away that concept of perspective and looking around and what are you grateful for? I think that's the first base to everything. In order to build a house, you have to have a solid foundation. So set the foundation of what are you grateful for? What are you thankful for? And then like we talked about from there, build your, build your house, concept of build your goals. What are your goals? What are you reaching for? And Though Steve and I talk so much about training and, and you know, it's, it's such a focal point part of our lives, 
there are goals in every area that we are a part of. And that's what I want the takeaway. So no, you don't have to be a professional athlete or even an athlete who just loves the sport. You, you are, you are who you are. So what are your goals in the areas of life that you have? And then create those baby steps, Mm -hmm. share a part of that journey, you know, and, and, you know, if you want, you can message Steve or I about, Hey, I listened to this and I set these goals and here are my steps. And, you know, that I would love to hear about that. That's, that's, you know, I'd love to hear the impact of, of a podcast like this. Um, that's the takeaway I want. And then I know those goals are going to be hard. And, and I know there's going to be moments where you're like, I don't know if I can do this, but that's where that fearless belief comes in. Believe in yourself. And Steve, yeah. I'm sure we'll do a podcast on community and surrounding <laughs> yourself. I think that surround yourself with those people, yeah. share that you know, don't be afraid to say, I'm just struggling today. Help that person remind you. Steve shared with me, you know, today when we're talking earlier about his training and his thoughts on yesterday. And, you know, he has a coach in his life to say, no, Steve, that was the right decision. So if there was any doubt in his mind of maybe I should have tried to like run my body into the ground yesterday, his coach is saying, no, Steve, you did the right thing. You know, that was the smart thing. So surround yourself with those people and, and never stop fighting for what you set your mind to and always believe in yourself and in your goals that you've set. Yeah, very, very well said. And I actually wanna give you an opportunity because folks do know how to get in touch with with me. Uh, I wanna give them the opportunity to learn how they can get in touch with you should they want. So, uh, So there's obviously I talked about there's kind of two different sides of between coach and athlete and Kona kids. So I guess that's three different sides. But if you're interested in the foundation, uh, it's called Kona Kids, and our website is konakids.org. Um, you can learn more about what we do with the kids. Um, you can learn ways of being involved or donating. You even want to do our 5K next year. Steve and I would love that. Yep. Um, if you're interested on the coaching side of it, it's my company is Just Try. So it's J-U-S-T-T-R-I.net. Uh, if you have any coaching questions along those lines and want to hear more about that. And uh, my Instagram is coachmccoy24. So if you want to follow my pursuit towards my goals of recertifying my pro card and taking that to the next level, uh, feel free to do that as well. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Gary. You know, I always love our conversations. I really appreciate <laughs> you taking the time out of yeah. today to, to speak with me and speak with our listeners. Uh, such, such, such great wisdom. Um, we'll definitely have to have you on again because we can <laughs> talk about the community piece uh, yeah. quite a bit. So I urge everyone who's listening, if you have questions for Carrie, please reach out. She's an amazing person. Uh, definitely grateful to have her in my life outside of uh, the coaching aspect as well. So thank you very much for, for doing this with me today. Thank you for having me, Steve, again. Thank you for setting this up for you know this opportunity. I remember meeting you five or six years ago, <laughs> you were in a different place in life. You yeah. talked about setting this and, you know, I know we're going to run out of time, but, uh, okay. you know, for those that don't know Steve's journey, he has really fearlessly believed in the goals that he set, had to do complete career changes, humbled himself to get where he is now. And because you, I mean, I know that you left footprints in the job you had before, and I see the footprints and the impact that you're having now. And it is truly you know, a blessing and it's inspiration as a friend and as your coach to see you 
and see how hard you fought for where you are. And now you've set up this platform to kind of bring people together to encourage others to achieve. And like you said, strive for more. And, uh, and what a great platform you've created. Uh, but you. I remember I remember where you were before and, <laughs> and you talking about this. And yeah. that's what's so amazing. To hear someone talk about something and to hear them and then watch them achieve it is incredibly inspirational. So it's easy to see where you are now and for people not to know where you were before going, you know what, I think I wanna do this. I think I might do a triathlon. I think I'd like to start my own company. I think I wanna change everything. And I wanna be a life coach and I wanna inspire others and, and I wanna help coach others to achieve their, to achieve their best. And that's where you are now and, and I'm very proud of you. Well, thank you. Before right. I start getting into tears, I think uh, <laughs> we're going to call it a day. Uh, but this is this has been great. I really appreciate it again. And uh, until the next time, everyone, please, if you never ask, you'll never know. If you never try, we never will. Be the movement in your life. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. And if you enjoyed it, please subscribe to it. If you would like to also learn more about grit, give, recognize, implement time, my company, Strive for More, or myself, Stephen Nathanson, please email me at steve at striveformore.com. And that's strive, F-O-R, more.com. You can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, or you could visit our website at www.striveformore.com. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, be the movement in your life.